You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, February 5th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. And if you enjoy this show, please subscribe to it where podcasts are found. We will deliver new episodes to your device each day as they are posted. Also, leave this show a good review if you like what you hear. Running a podcast is kind of interesting. It's different from a more traditional form of media like radio. If you host a radio show, you have a very specific time slot. You might be the morning person or the afternoon person or the overnight person. On a podcast, the listener decides the time slot. You decide when you listen to me. You may listen to me each day as you're going on your run, or you may listen to me at night. I know some of you listen in the morning, and our show is going up a little bit later than usual, so thank you for bearing with me today as we got off to a bit of a late start. But on today's show, we are going to talk about Super Bowl 55. This weekend, it will be the Kansas City Chiefs against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A little bit later in the show, I will make a prediction and I'll tell you why I'm making that pick, but it's become a little bit of a tradition on this podcast and maybe I'm the only one who enjoys it, but I always like to go through Super Bowl prop bets heading up to the game and it's kind of amazing because the stuff that you can bet on, the stuff they give you odds on before the Super Bowl, it's it's just like one of the things that makes me laugh the most every single year. So I want to take us through some of the Super Bowl prop bets that are available through our friends at betonline.ag. The Chiefs are a three-point favorite in the game, according to betonline.ag. The over-under for Tampa Bay is 26.5 points. The over-under for the Chiefs is 30 points. They have a, a line for the first half. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half points in the first half. And there's an over-under for the first half, 27 and a half uh, points. And Tampa Bay's over-under is 14 and a half, and Kansas City's over-under is 13 and a half. So somehow the Chiefs are favored, but their over-under is less. This is stuff you can't get over. The... Best odds uh, for total points scored are over 50 points. They're 70 to 4 odds. Second highest is 43 to 49 points at 9, 9 to 2. 57 to 53 points at 9 to 2 as well. I mean, these, this is expected to be a very high-scoring game. The fourth most likely scenario, according to the odds, are 78 or more points. The fifth most likely scenario is 64 to 70 points. The most likely winning margin with 7-2 odds is Kansas City by 1-6. to six. The second most likely is Tampa Bay by 1-6. to six. The most likely player to score the first... Uh, sorry, the most likely player to win the Super Bowl MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady is second. Tyreek Hill third. Travis Kelsey fourth. Chris Godwin is fifth. The most likely position to be the Super Bowl MVP, obviously, is quarterback, two to seven odds, wide receiver second at seven to two, tight end at third at eight to one, running back fourth at nine to one, and any defensive player is fifth at ten to one. Uh, 
Travis Kelsey is the most likely first touchdown scorer according to the odds at 13 to 2, and that would be my pick. I'll go with Travis Kelsey as the first touchdown scorer. I'm not, um, I'm not going to give away some of the the picks on the aspects of, on the prop bets that could give away my prediction for the game. But now that we're getting a little deeper into some of the more obscure lines, I'll give you I'll give you some predictions. I, I'll go with Travis Kelsey as the first touchdown scorer at, 10, at 13 to 2. Tyreek Hill is the co-favorite at thir- also at 13 to 2. Mike Evans is third most likely. Leonard Fournette fourth most likely. Chris Godwin fifth most likely. And you actually get 250 to 1 odds if there are uh, on no touchdowns being scored in the game. The first offensive play, the favorite at is a rush over a pass. I'm going to say the first offensive play is going to be a pass. Will the largest lead of the game be over or under 16 and a half points? I'd go the under there. I think this is going to be a pretty close game. The over-under on touchdowns is six and a half. I think I'd go over. I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game as well. The longest touchdown, over-under odds, 45 and a half yards. I'd go the over. These offenses. The shortest touchdown, will it be under one and a half yards? So essentially, will there be a one-yard touchdown? I'll, I'll go with yes. Will there be a special teams or defensive touchdown scored? No is the favorite. I'm going with no in that one. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? I go with yes. No is the favorite. I'm going with yes. Will there be a successful two-point conversion? Will there be a touchdown scored on a fourth down play? I'm going to go with yes. Will there be a safety in the game? I'll go with no on that one. The longest field goal will be over or under 47 and a half yards. I'll go the under. I think these offenses are going to move the ball pretty well. Will Kansas City convert a fourth down? Yes is the overwhelming favorite. I'm going with yes on that one. Will Tampa Bay convert a fourth down? I'd go with no on that one. And now we get into the the really silly ones. Will the first coach's challenge be overturned or will the call stand? I mean, how can you predict that? But I'll try. I'll, I'll say the call will stand. Will there be an offensive pass interference? I'm going to go with no. Will there be a penalty for excessive celebration or taunting? I'll go with no. Will there be a player ejection? I'll go with no. Will there be a roughing the passer penalty? I mean, Brady's involved. They're going to throw a flag for roughing the passer at some point. Will there be an onside kick attempt in the game? I'll go with yes. Will the game go to overtime? I'm going to say no on that one. Will there be a flea flicker attempted? I'm going to go with no on that one. Which quarterback will throw the first interception? Brady's the favorite. I think I will go with Brady on that one. Which quarterback will throw the first touchdown pass in the game? Mahomes is the favorite. I will go with Mahomes on that one. Will a player other than a quarterback take a direct snap? I'll go with yes. I think the Chiefs will throw some wildcat in there at some point. The over-under on pat in passing yards for Tom Brady is 300 and a half. Uh, I think I'll go the over on that one. What will the length of Tom Brady's first touchdown pass be? Will it be over or under 12 yards? I'll go the under on that one. Will Tom Brady have 20, uh, over or under on Tom Brady total completions, 24 and a half. So will Brady have more than 24 and a half completions? I'll go the, I'll go the over on that one. Patrick Mahomes, will he have over or under 330 and a half passing yards? Again, I'm going the over. 
total touchdown passes. Mahomes, two and a half. I'd go the over there. Uh, length of Mahomes' first touchdown pass, 13 and a half yards. I'll go the over on that one. Total completions for Mahomes, 28 and a half. Uh, again, I'm going the over on that one. Will there be a scoreless quarter? I'm going with no. No is the overwhelming favorite. I'm going with no. Will there be three straight scores by either team? I'm going with no. Yes is the favorite on that one. I'm, I'm going with no, however. So that's that's some of the prop bets that are out there. I mean, some of these are, are just pure guesses, I think. But we are approaching Super Bowl 55, and... And there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. I gave you some of my favorite prop uh, bets from betonline.ag today. And again, if you use promo code locked on, you get a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast ahead of Super Bowl 55 this Sunday in Tampa, Florida. Now that we've gotten past one of my favorite silly traditions on the podcast, going through Super Bowl prop prop bets and making some some wild guesses, we could talk about this game a little bit. It's an interesting Super Bowl from the standpoint that. It's the first time a team will ever play in the, on its home field in the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers will be in their home stadium in Tampa. And it happens in a year where the crowd size is limited. So, you know, I've never known what the impact would be if a team played the Super Bowl at home because you're not filling the stadium with your own fans anyway. Like most, the vast majority of the tickets are given out by the league, not to the fans of the two teams. So, you know, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made anyway. And this year, obviously, due to the pandemic, the crowd size is very limited. But it also brings another interesting dynamic to this game, is the fact it's a rematch of a game these teams played in the regular season, won by the Chiefs, but it's not just a rematch. It was a rematch played on the exact same field. You know, sometimes you have Super Bowl rematches, but... You've never had one where the teams actually played at this venue previously in the season. And as I mentioned, that game was won by the Chiefs. Now, if you look at this game, this is something that interests me from a historical context. Now, every Super Bowl matters as far as the history of the NFL goes because you're crowning a champion for that particular year. And every Super Bowl has some degree of historical significance, but some Super Bowls matter more than others. And to me, this is a, this is one that really matters a lot. And there are various reasons. You could talk about an individual team's legacy. You could talk about uh, a, a team trying to establish itself as a dynasty. You could talk about a player or a coach trying to reach a certain threshold. You know, last year, I don't think the game really had a huge amount of historical significance, relatively speaking. I think the one area where it did was getting Andy Reid his first Super Bowl because Andy Reid was always the guy who was a great coach, but he did not have the ring. And in some ways, I think people felt that he needed the ring to validate his coaching career, which, you know, I, I went back, I've gone back and forth on. 
But ultimately, you know, I don't think that that game had the historical significance of, say, the game that was played between the Seahawks and the Patriots way back in, uh, but way back six years ago. In that game, the Seahawks seemed like a young team on the rise. They were defending; they were the defending champions. They looked like they were on their way to become the team of the decade. And the Patriots were a team trying to get back on top. It had been ten years since they had won the Super Bowl. Brady and Belichick were, were looking for their fourth ring. That was a really important game as far as the historical context goes. Or if you go back to the year the Patriots went undefeated through the regular season and the first two, their first two playoff games, they went in 18-0. That was a chance for them to establish themselves as the greatest team in the, the greatest single-season team in NFL history. Those were games that mattered a lot. And this, to me, this, to me, this is one of those big games. Last year was not a, this, last year was not a, huge game historically this is a big one because it's much it's very much like that Seattle New England game from six years ago where you have two teams that both have a chance to kind of put a historical stamp with a win you have the Chiefs who are trying to become the team of this decade now I guess their first Super Bowl win was technically in 2019 so maybe it's not this decade, but they're trying to become the dominant team of this era. And I'm hesitant to use the word dynasty. I think that gets gets thrown around too frequently. It's also tough to become a dynasty. Sometimes you see a team go on a great two-year run, and you just assume that they're going to keep winning and keep winning and keep winning. And I remember after New England beat Seattle in that game I talked about, there was a perception, well, Seattle, you know, that was a terrible loss for Seattle when they did not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the goal line, but they'll, they'll get back. They haven't been, they have not been back to the Super Bowl since, even though they've been a pretty successful team. So you have to win when you, when you get here. And the Chiefs would have a chance to join rare company. Now, again, I think the dynasty talk is premature. You know, when you're talking about dynasty, I think you're talking three to four wins. And it's not going to be easy for them to get back. But there are not many teams that have won two Super Bowls in a row. In fact, it has not been done since the quarterback the Chiefs are playing was the quarterback of the Patriots in 2004 who did it. And there have been teams that have gotten back to the Super Bowl the year after winning since then. That Seattle team I mentioned. Three years ago, the Patriots got back a year after beating the Falcons. They played the Eagles and lost. It's tough to repeat, and the Chiefs would have a chance to go down in history as a team that repeated, and they would have a chance, they would set themselves up to give themselves a shot to become the dominant team of this era, to become a legitimate dynasty in this league, and perhaps we may look at this symbolically as a passing of the torch from the greatest quarterback of the last era to the greatest quarterback of this era. Of course, the greatest quarterback of the last era has something to say about that. And the other side of this equation is something that makes the game really interesting because Tom Brady, who, I mean, I hate to say it, is the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era. And I'm going to qualify it by saying of the Super Bowl era because I have not studied far enough back the pre-Super Bowl era to have a great sense of context for how he would compare with somebody like Otto Graham or John Unitas. But I can say pretty confidently, you know, he is the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era and possibly the greatest quarterback of all time. My hunch is that he probably is the greatest quarterback of all time, but he would add, it's amazing to say that, and I hate to say this because I hate Brady and I hope he loses, but 
it would add just another incredible I mean, when you thought he could not accomplish more if he wins a seventh Super Bowl and does it away from New England if he if he joins the rare group of quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls with two different teams he's somehow enhanced his own legacy and not to mention that, I mean, I think Bruce Arians has been a really good coach in this league, and I think he gets remembered, fair or not, I think he gets remembered differently if he wins this championship. And I think, you know, it's interesting from a Jets fan perspective how you watch this game because, and it's really, one of the things that, that's fascinating is the different perspectives on Brady in New England because there are some fans who I've interacted with who have said that they like they dislike Brady less than that he's away from New England. And now you have fan, and then you have fans like me who look this year I rooted against the Patriots every week, but my dislike of them I think went down a little bit. I did not root against them more than I rooted against say Miami. I rooted against them, but the intensity was was lower, and I really rooted against Tampa Bay. But there are still some guys I like on Tampa Bay. I mean, Steve McClendon was a really classy guy with the Jets. Uh, even Todd Bowles. I never really had any personal issue with Todd Bowles. I'd be happy to see Todd Bowles win. So this sets up, I think, a very interesting Super Bowl Sunday. And I had here on the Locked on Jets podcast, I'm going to tell you who I'm picking in this game. When it comes to getting into or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. And Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and their Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you with thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them. And unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. And one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N-F-I-T dot com slash locked on. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday, getting ready for Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The game is finally almost here this Sunday in Tampa, and now it's time for me to give you my pick. I say somewhat sarcastically, I sh- I'm sure all of you have been waiting for it. I mean, my record on predictions is very hit or miss, but then again, you're listening to this show right now, and you know what you're getting, so... I'm going to give you my pick, and my pick is Kansas City in this game. I've felt for most of the year the Chiefs have been the best team, and I think sometimes people tend to overthink things in the NFL. It's not very exciting when the team that was the best team last year is the best team again this year, and sometimes you, I think so, you, you can nitpick a team. I think that's what happened before the AFC Championship game. A lot of people liked the Bills in that game. And the Bills had an excellent season. They were a tremendous football team. But I think it was a little case of just overthinking things. The Chiefs have been... I mean, I don't think there's any question the Chiefs have been the best team in the league all year. I think that this offense is almost impossible to, to stop. Now, I do think Tampa Bay is going to make some adjustments from the first game. I would expect them to play much more conservatively on defense. I think Todd Bowles will make the game-to-game adjustments that are, that are necessary to perhaps hold up a little bit better. Yeah, in that in the first meeting, he left one-on-one coverage with Tyreek Hill too frequently. I think he'll learn his lesson. I think we'll see more two-deep safety looks. But 
this Kansas City offense is just really, really hard to slow down. It doesn't matter what you do. They're just, they're, I'm not sure there's a team in the NFL that has the players to match up with these guys. Because even if you play two deep safeties, they still have ways of making big plays. And when you leave two, two deep safeties, you leave yourself vulnerable to the run. I, I mean, in the NFL today, you frequently hear people talk about is the defense a the 3 4 defense or a 4 3 defense? And that's not really that significant of a difference in the NFL of 2020, in the NFL of 2021. Maybe it was 15, 20 years ago, but in today's NFL, the way you deploy your safeties in some ways is more significant. And it's a ch- each way you, you go about it presents certain strengths and weaknesses. If you play one safety deep, that typically means you drop the second safety into the box. And that means you have an extra guy to play against the run. If you play two, two safeties deep, you prevent against the big play. But suddenly, you don't ha- really have enough guys for every r- gap against the run. And a gap is the space between two blockers, you know, a center and a guard, or a guard and a tackle, or a tackle and a tight end. And just the way the numbers work, if you don't put the second safety into the box, you're short a guy. You you have a gap that you can't have one person per gap, and that presents challenges against the run. And I think that was one of the big reasons the Chiefs drafted Clyde Edwards-Elair was to take advantage of that when teams played them deep. But even so, even when you play too deep against the, the Chiefs, it's tough. It's tough. They still have so many playmakers. They have so many guys who can make big plays. Tampa Bay's safeties are also banged up. I like I like the Chiefs secondary a little bit more than I like Tampa Bay's secondary. I think and Tampa Bay's got a dynamic offense too. They have tremendous receivers as well, but I like the Chiefs' ability to take on the Tampa Bay receivers a little bit better than I like Tampa Bay's ability to take on the Chiefs' receivers. On the Chiefs' side, you, you, you have an interesting dynamic because the Chiefs' defensive coordinator actually has been the defensive coordinator, actually has been a defensive coordinator who's beaten Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That was Steve Spagnolo, who was the Giants' defensive coordinator in that Super Bowl 42 I talked about when the Giants ended the Patriots' undefeated run. In that game, it was all about front four pressure for the Giants. Justin Tuck had a monster game against New England. I think Spagnuolo will mix up his looks a little bit more. I think he'll he can trust his defensive backs a little bit more. And I think the Chiefs still do have some favorable matchups up front. I don't love the the uh, Frank Clark versus Donovan Smith matchup for Tampa Bay. I think Chris Jones, they can find matchups to exploit for him up front. The, the Buccaneers have a solid offensive line, but there are a couple weak links up, up there, and I think the Chiefs will figure out ways to get Clark and... Jones uh, matched up in areas where they can exploit those things. I think at this point, you have to like Mahomes over Brady. I mean, it's amazing what Brady's doing at 43, but Mahomes is more dynamic. I'm not sure Brady's... I don't want to denigrate Tom Brady at all because I have a lot of respect for him, but I, I think if it comes down to quarterback play, this is maybe the first time where you ever say Tom Brady's at the disadvantage if you're trading touchdowns. And again, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I just think the Chiefs have a little bit more on defense and more fire, a little bit more firepower on offense. Would I be shocked if the Bucks won? No, but I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. We'll be back on Monday.